your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. All right, kind of an interesting story. The other day, I got on a a horse that belonged to a friend of mine, and I started to get on it in a rope halter. And they advised that I not do that because they said that horse would get kind of kind of go nuts. Uh, and the whole problem was is the the horse was not able to be roped off of, or the horse could be roped off of, and then all of a sudden the horse would just kind of start going nuts. So I went on and just got on it uh, in the halter because I knew that I was not going to push it to that point. And that's kind of what this story is about. So I just very gradually started giving it more and more exposure to the rope. First, I didn't try to swing the rope. I just held the coils and tried to move them out away from the neck where he could kind of, where she could kind of see it. And then I brought him back in. Then after a few of those, and he, uh, when I first did that, he would the the walk would speed up, and his head would come up a little. So he was or she was acknowledging it, and it was a little bit of a thing to her. So I just kept doing that, not doing any more, and not doing any less until she got to where she wouldn't speed up or walk, and she started ignoring it. Okay, well then that was her raising the line, so to speak. So then. I actually put a loop in the rope, but I didn't try a big loop and I didn't try swinging it. The loop was only about three feet long and I just kind of rocked it. And uh, after about 30 seconds, she ignored that. So then I rocked it even bigger. She ignored that after about 10 seconds. So then I went on and did one full swing. She ignored that. And then there was a couple minutes there to where I could only do two or three swings And then I would have to come back, otherwise she'd start to get bothered again. So I would just keep it at two or three swings, and then I would quit before she left me, mentally, so to speak, is what we're trying to build here. Okay, well, just a few seconds after that, she got to where I could just swing it, you know, she'd pretty much ignore it. Well, then we went out to the arena where there was a plastic roping dummy, and I was just going to stand behind the dummy and practice healing it. So... I would go up behind it, and the first thing I noticed is she was real hesitant about getting right up in behind the dummy. I would have to use two hands and really kind of help her, and then she would stand still, but she was real looky, looking left and right, kind of wanting to leave out of there. She she was kind of unsure about being up behind that dummy. Okay, well, at this point, this is where where I messed up. At this point, just said, okay, she just needs... uh, you know, she just kind of needs like, you know, general desensitizing. I'll just keep roping the heels on this dummy and she'll get to where she's okay with it. The first time I did it, I threw the rope out there and the noise of the rope hitting that hollow plastic uh, caused her to kind of jump to the right and leave. So I'd stop her, bring her back around. Nothing real dramatic, but, you know, definitely something was going on there. And then I just did it again and again. And after about oh, probably four or five minutes of doing this and not having anything really change. I thought to myself, and I think I overexposed her. I need to back back down. So then, now remember, it was five minutes or so of me just roping it with no change. 
Okay, so then I brought it back down a little bit. I put the rope, I hung the rope on the fence, and I just got her where she'd go up behind the dummy and stand there real sure, not wanting to look around and things like that. And, excuse me. And the way I did that was I would just kind of stay after her until she got kind of right up there close behind it, and then I completely leave her alone. And then we would turn and walk off and come around again. We do it again, and anyways, when she got within five feet of the back of that dummy, I would stop kicking. I would uh, just really get still and really leave her alone. Well, this created a draw. So after about, I don't know, a minute or two of doing that, she got to where I could just point her at it, and she would just walk real confident without any kicking or anything, go right up there behind the dummy. She'd even start sniffing it and kind of chewing at it and stuff like that. So got a really big change there. Uh, she was real happy to just comfortably stand still physically and mentally right behind that dummy. Then I got the rope back and I just started, I would just barely touch it. And the slightest bit of that plasticky noise, she'd start to get a little weird. So I would immediately back off before she tried to leave or anything like that. Then I just kind of work my way back in, and then I'd stop for 10 seconds of petter, and then I'd make it the little noise again. And then this is the cool part. All of a sudden, she just kind of let go of all that, all that bother she had. And then there was no limit. Then I showed the owner. I said, hey, check this out. And I picked up the whole coils, and I came down and slapped that plastic as hard as I could. And we were about six inches away from it like I could have reached out and touched the like the butt of what would be the steer on this roping dummy and um the owner was just completely amazed that you know how she made that transition okay well then said okay now we can go back to roping so I got the rope I went back around she went right up there I swung my rope and uh, roped the back heels of the dummy over and over again and now all of a sudden she acted like she had done it all her life and there was no bother at all so when i went for five or six minutes of kind of skipping a few steps and just roping it thinking she would get over it five minutes i had no change when i broke it back down a couple grade levels and just brought her to that point with a little more tact and a little bit more preparation after just a few minutes she was totally fine well then i pulled the halter off of her and just had a neck rope on her and at this point the the owner was the horse was just like oh my gosh i can't believe it she's not freaking out and she's doing so good and all this kind of stuff uh and for the rest of that night i rode her around uh with no halter bridle on her or nothing just a neck rope and uh I would rope that dummy and she acted like she had done it all her life. So the moral of this story is anytime you're trying to expose your horse to something, be very careful you don't overexpose them because if you do, it'll really hinder the progress of getting to where they're fine with it, whatever it may be. And on some horses, if you overexpose them, they'll kind of just jump off the deep end with their botheredness and it'll take an hour or, you know, depending on how tactful you are, it'll take a long time to even bring them back to where you were that moment before you did too much and they and kind of, you know, made them just 
kind of just give up completely and just be real bothered by whatever it may be. Uh, and a horse will always draw a line. They'll draw a line and they'll say, it's, it's pretty obvious, you know, and they'll say, Hey, I'm drawing this line. You can come up to that with this exposure, but don't go past it. And, uh, I kind of went past it that first time and it was five minutes and absolutely no change at all. So the trick is, is to listen to them. You don't even have to listen real hard. You just have to be somewhat present in what they're telling you. Just kind of watch them and feel them and make it to where your priority is what they are telling you your priority needs to be. See, I messed up by thinking, okay, that's good enough. I just want to rope now and just kind of have fun roping. And that was my mistake. I made my priority what I wanted, not what the horse needed. And I actually got more enjoyment and more uh, more confirmation of things out of working where the horse was telling me to work. And that very quickly allowed me to work to where I originally wanted to work. So uh, this is probably the most common mistake in the horse world because it's just so easy to skip over that extra few minutes of things that you might do to yield a completely different outcome, especially when your horse realizes that you're the kind of person that catches on to that and takes those few extra minutes. Well, now, you know, in the long run, Imagine a horse that's been raised like that and knows you're like that. Think of how much more confident that horse is going to be in himself and you and its surroundings and objects in the surroundings. So you're setting him up for uh, a long road of success mentally when you listen to him and you work where they are at. So, uh, and... So some of you may not, some of you may not believe this or be like, well, how would he know that? And the answer with what I'm about to say, the answer I know that what I'm about to say is true is just from the experience that I've had. Uh, if I would not have taken those steps to use the approach that I did in gradually exposing that horse to all of these things there is no way that I would have been able to ride that horse around bridleless roping the dummy off of it. Uh, even, even after a week of it, I probably wouldn't have been able to do that. So there are so many times to where taking two steps back will get you 100 steps forward. Whereas if you try to take Whereas if you try to jump ahead a step or two, even if it's only a step or two in the right situation, it's going to kick you back 10 steps or just keep you right where you were. Uh, so remember the, the trick is, is listening to the horse when they draw the line, go up to that line and try to kind of hang in there until you notice they raise the line a little bit and then take it away, whatever it is. In my case, it was the rope. You take it away, give them, you know, walk them around, pet them for a minute. So you're rewarding them for raising that line. You see there, you're, you're conditioning the way you want their brain to operate. So 
uh, go to the line without crossing it, hang in there until you notice they raise it, then let them know that that's a good thing to do, and then come back and go to the level of the new line. And then rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat, and then at some point that line, it will just fade away, and then you can ride them around bridalists and slap the dummy and rope the dummy and swing the rope as many times as you want and whatever you want to do and they're and they're okay with it and that is that was a really amazing night for me uh on a horse just to have the horse reaffirm that you have to work at where the horse is at and if the horse does not seem very very sure do not try to proceed because you're just going to be adding more and more unsureness to the little bit you had in the first place. And you're going to go down a whole different road and not have near the success that you would. So make sure you don't overexpose your horse, but work on making that line disappear. All right. I hope that helps you guys out. and We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Carson James Podcast. Real. Simple. Horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends.